All This Podcast is brought to you by All This International, supplying your expert AI and digital transformation staffing needs across the US and Europe. Today, you are listening to our AI in Action series, where leading minds in AI from across the world share their story, success, and advice. AI in Action cuts through the hype and explores the true impact of artificial intelligence in our world today. Hello, you're listening to the All This Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Kelly, Chief Customer Officer at All This International. Today's podcast is part of AI in Action series. I'm absolutely delighted to welcome Dr. Christian Shire, founder and head of AI at AIM Power, and also Julia Sesueto, Chief Head of Strategy and Marketing at AIM Power. Julia and Dr. Christian, great to have you on the show today. Hi, Mark. Uh, happy to be here. Hi, Mark. Great being here. So before we jump into AIM Power, tell us a little bit about your journey to now and your background to here. Yeah, so let me outline briefly where I come from. I started off as a neuroscientist, actually, trying to understand how the brain makes decisions. And doing so, we figured at the time, why not try to build parts of the brain to actually understand it? And so when you try to do that, you relatively quickly end up at what's called neural networks, because the brain consists of neural networks. And so that's what we leveraged uh, almost 25 years ago during my PhD was to understand, try to understand the brain by leveraging neural networks. And now fast forward to today, uh, after two AI winters where AI wasn't really on vogue, um, now we are back and I'm extremely excited that we can now really leverage the power of neural networks and AI generally to help uh, brands become better. And so that's where I come from in essentially. So my background is science and now I'm leveraging that for uh, marketing purposes. Yeah, and to head over from that, yeah, I'm Julia and probably, yeah, one of the digital pioneers in Germany. So just starting back in 2000 with a very small digital agency and growing that quickly, I've been really active in the field of digital experience and technology now for 20 years. And after uh, selling my company and then working as a partner in a very large IT network, I was open for a new challenge. And this was when I met Christian and the other founders of Empower. And for me, the application of AI just feels a revolution that comes to the field of marketing and brand management. I just wanted to be part of that. And so this is how I ended up as the current head of strategy and marketing with Empower. So thank you for that. So tell us, what's the idea, what's going on under the hood, and I suppose why is it important? Basically, um, with Empower, we are active in the field of brand management and marketing and working for, yeah, basically large companies that do a lot of advertising like CPG or finance and telco. And what we do is that we apply the power of AI and automation to help them to get the most effective marketing communication out there in the market to really help their brands grow, to gain reputation and to finally achieve market impact. And how we do this is that we have built, I would say, a revolutionary software as a service platform, which is called BrainSuite, which includes a wide array of tools 
that help them to accelerate the processes uh, when it comes to insights and to research or measuring creative effectiveness so that you are able to really easily evaluate is it good what i'm doing will it be successful in the market and if not what do i need to change and how does this work from the neural nets how is this kind of playing out dr christian so there are different methodologies we apply and the probably most straightforward thing is that we have taken what we have learned from behavioral and neuroscience on for instance how people perceive an ad how we remember things how we uh, feel about things and so on and have implemented those in terms of neural networks and to do so what you typically need is um, either a text, a text that consumer wrote as input, or you have an image like uh, from an ad or a video, and then you deconstruct it um, and, and have a neural network basically learn to predict various KPIs you're interested in. So let's take branding, for example. When we train a AI to predict the branding score for a given, let's say, a given video, what you do is, well, one approach is you take, let's say, 50 to 100 ads of each of the brands and you feed it through the neural network, basically, so that the network learns to predict, given a frame or a scene from a video, which brand is it. And it turns out that if you then contrast what the network does or predicts against uh, consumer judgments, which is always something we do, we validate everything we do against consumer or in-market data, uh, then you find that the predictions have a very nice uh, overlap with what the consumers actually perceive and remember. And this is a hallmark of most of the technologies we use, is the insight that the way the brain learns, the human brain, is not that different from modern neural networks and how they learn. Most importantly, when it comes to pattern recognition, color, which brand does it belong to, very, very well-known principles of how the brain goes about to learn this and then those we, principles we can replicate in modern neural networks. In essence, what, what all of this is based on is deep learning. So you need quite a, a lot of data to make it robust, but the upshot is that the principles the network extracts are relatively similar to what the human brain also extracts. Tell us about some user case studies for novices listening in where they can see the value. A classic would be that a client has asked his agency, please give me several variants of a key visual or an advertising, a social media asset whatsoever. And then, yeah, the creatives come back from the agency and it's always really hard to find out which is the best one. Are there any issues with it that need to be changed? The methodology you usually turn to is classical market research. But that, we all know this, uh, takes a lot of time, it costs a lot of money, and often you don't get really actionable insights. And this is where uh, we come in, because as Christian explained, we're applying several metrics and KPIs to really measure, is it attention catching? What can really people see when they look at the ad? Do they recognize the right messages? For example, in this case, we do so by applying predictive eye tracking. So probably one of you has already heard about eye tracking. It's basically evaluating where people are looking at. And one used to do that with uh, putting glasses on or doing mouse tracking. 
But at current stage, we see that there are neural networks that have been trained with tremendous amounts of data so that they can really predict with uh, accuracy of almost 99% where the human eye is looking at. And this is something that we apply in combination with other metrics when it comes to the memorability of a visual or the emotional response that people create and a couple of other metrics. And this runs through our platform basically in a couple of minutes compared to weeks that it would take you if you do classical research. Our client really then has in a couple of minutes after testing the variants, all the information at hand, which one will perform best. And if all of them will not perform good, what to change in detail. And that kind of ties me into my next question. How do you make the move from attention to strategic fish, Christian? Yeah, that's an excellent question. So we make the distinction between executional excellence, where branding you know, is part of, and uh, attention and memorability and so on. But we also offer solutions to assess strategic fit. Now, that's obviously a whole different ballpark in terms of uh, complexity because brands are positioned, their strategy is positioned to be mostly on the psychological level, right? So it's about being conveying the right emotions, the right semantics, if you wish. So it's about refreshment, but then also excitement, happiness, so that type of semantics. And how could, could an, an AI, a neural network, really extract the same thing, which seems to be purely, you know, only humans could do this. But it turns out that the latest iteration of deep nets that are out there are actually capable of doing exactly this. And the way this works, in essence, is that you train a deep learning, a deep net, with literally millions, hundreds of millions of image text pairs. Let's say this is one, one breed of model. And it learns to connect images and texts. This is called multimodal learning, where you have not just one modality like vision or text, but you have connect them both. And then what you can do is once the model is trained and validated, you can give it a text, let's say, and excitement, and you can uh, have it rank these terms against an image or a set of images in case of a video. And this ranking turns out to be a again very similar to how consumers rank it because again the network network was trained based on consumer data to begin with where people have written texts about images and that gives you a pretty objective read actually even when you compare it against what the semiotician extracts what higher level concepts that's what we call things like happiness it's a higher level concept how they actually are or are not part of an image. This is one, one approach we, we are taking in the strategic fit domain, which is you're taking a text, which is typically on a very high level, and you have the model rank texts, these texts, these terms, strategic um, brand values against images. You are listening to the Aldis Podcast. When you're looking to scale your team, or if you are interested in showcasing your company in a future episode, reach out today. Or if you're in the market for a new role, visit our website to view open positions, www.allthis.com. If you're a customer and you're thinking, how can I actually identify relevant use cases? Because sometimes you don't know what you don't know. How do you go about that journey and engaging with customers to say, listen, 
here's the problem that you have. You may not know you have this problem or here's the benefits that we can see coming down the line for you if you approach it in this way. Talk us through that journey or maybe I suppose design thinking. Yeah, so design thinking really is the right keyword here. And I also have to add on that. I would say most clients know that they have a problem because usually this is related. Okay, they have in their marketing processes, they have some processes that they feel just take too long or cost too much money and they don't get all the details. And we would always start with a client really asking about his real life problems that he experienced. So this is really the first step, not already narrowing down. Can we solve that with technology or with AI? So this would really be the first step. Then together with a client, we do something that we call AI roadmap workshops. So after having identified those use cases or, or problems, we are looking at, can we solve that with our solution or with technology applied, which basically means on the one hand, are there already, I would call it agnostic things that we can do. Christian explained measuring strategic fit or looking at looking at the attention or the heat maps or other things that we already have in place. Or in, in this case, if it's more specific for a brand, does the client have enough data that we can use for training the AI? So those are basically the two routes. Identifying are there already ways where we can just move right on because there are a lot of ready to use applications or on the other hand if something needs to be trained specifically to recognize a brand or a certain product category do we have the data available to train the ai so that would be the second step and and after having identified those the possibilities we'll probably ask the question okay where can where will it add the most value to what you're doing and can we achieve a solution fast? And after having placed that in, in such a grid on those two aspects, we will probably decide for a first pilot case, or case with very fast prototype, what we are going to do, applying design thinking, really thinking about, okay, this could be a tool, what's the UX? And then we go for it and do the first test. And, and we're working very closely with the client also to explain what's technically behind and how he could bring that also to his organization. So change can be challenging for the best of us. How do you walk through early adoption, getting people to go on the journey to trying something new and introduce a new solution? Because it's not necessarily straightforward, Dr. Christian. Yes, you're absolutely right. So we focus a lot of our own attention on how can we best deploy this technology within an organization. and. We all know that quite a few people are actually afraid of AI. So they, for instance, are afraid that they will take their jobs away, which is the first thing we always emphasize is that we actually believe in and try to push augmented intelligence, not artificial intelligence, because as good as these models are, they are domain specialists. They are not at all general intelligence. So we have to make a few things clear early on, uh, which tends to help a lot. and. Then, of course, the typical approach inwards uh, to help people convince their colleagues is that you, for instance, a common scenario is they already have run three tests on a given ad 
and then they give us those ads and we don't know how these ads tested and we replicate the pretest results. So validation is a very part of this so that they cannot just say, I think this is great, but that they can actually demonstrate it because it either predicted some in-market metric correctly, the AI already predicted pretest results that are already there. So this is one key element. The other is that a lot of teams actually uh, do have this frustration of long discussions around creatives. So it tends to be a relatively easy sell. For instance, just going in with the attention measurement, just learning what people will see and not see on an ad is something that people discuss endlessly without having this uh, quick, you know, efficient solution at hand. And it has a lot of face validity, it just works very well. And so that also helps. Right? If tangible, easy to interpret results early on, not start with strategic fit and this sort of more complex and involved metrics, but really start with what everyone can immediately grasp, understand, and also see the face validity of the of the result. So those are the typical things that uh, build trust of teams in an AI solution. And of course, it's also extremely critical to have good uh, usability on your front-end solutions. That really helps. So it, it you know, can't take uh, long. Results must be exposed intuitively. We also collaborate with our clients to, for instance, the color coding, right? So some clients just hate the typical traffic color codes from where red suggests problem. So you, you adapt that and, and immediately see increased acceptance. So it tends to be various uh, numbers of factors, but I think the ones I just mentioned are probably the most important ones to, to get acceptance. Thank you for that comprehensive answer. So I suppose, Julia, how can people find out more about you guys and how can they engage with you? What's the next steps? I would say the best thing is to get in touch with us through LinkedIn. So just search for Aimpower and you will come to our company page where we constantly release new information about what we do, but also about the science behind and relevant use cases or where you can meet us uh, on events. So that's one, one possibility. For sure, you can also uh, just go to our website and get in touch or maybe request a live demo, uh, which I think is a good thing because you can really experience AI and brand management in action, which I think is it's really important to understand what it delivers. And the very last thing, you can just email us, for example, at contact at empower.ai. So a lot of classical ways to get in touch. You've been listening to the Aldis podcast from your host, Mark Kelly, Chief Customer Officer at Aldis International. In today's podcast, part of our AI in Action series, I've had the opportunity of speaking to Dr. Christian Shire, who is the founder and also Julia Suazito, Head of Strategy and Marketing at AIMPower. And they've been giving me a little bit of an overview about AIMPower's origins, some of the problems that they work on, challenges they overcome, some standard case studies that they can assist with, and what the new solution could add value and return on investment. Thank you very much for your time today, Dr. Christian and Julia. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Mark. It was great talking to you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Aldis Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any Android podcast of choice. You can also head over to our website, www.aldis.com, to listen to more podcasts, view our open roles, and stay up to date with industry news. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more great episodes coming very soon.